Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Wednesday the 13th of September at 7.30pm AEST. On tonight's show, we're going to catch up on some crypto and newly expanded Upland market news, and then we're going to dive into some general Upland news. Tonight, we're going to be checking in on the September Neighbourhood Ratings Collection battle, of course. Uh, we've got Totem Wearables Giveaway, MetaVentures Raid, Totem Mystery Pass, Chapter 1 Review and Reflection, um, Sony Minded's put out a really great totem stats tool to ha- take a look at. We've also got Tokyo Map Assets Challenge on the way, 2023 NFLPA season, legit's on the way. Uh, some big news with Oniforce and Upland, huge Animaker brands funding news, and, of course, all of the the um, Upland Twitter hype that kicked off this morning when I woke up. I was like, What's, why is Twitter blowing up? That was kind of interesting to see. And then related to all of that, it kind of got tonight's main topic pegged as um, – how can how, how you can just never have enough Apex? Doesn't matter what you seem to do. There's always way more things to spend your Apex on than you've probably got. Uh, we've also got some additional Web3 Mixediverse news to cover, a quips on Upland's limited fame and media attention, and, of course, I'll be outlining a new weekly contest challenge for the NBA server. All that more on this, the Upland Down Under podcast. If you are listening or watching along and wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this show, well, you have to be in the MVA server, the link to which is in the description. I drop the link to the Zoom every Wednesday night at about 7.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, And as I keep saying, if you don't know how that relates to your own time zone, there is a little time zone converter link in the description as well. So give that a clickety-clack and see where you're at. All right, breaking badly news. What's happening with the crypto and upland market stats? Ho, 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 ho. She's a bit all over the shop here. So we'll start off with just the the general market cap. So we have had another 1.7% drop. We are really sort of starting to flirt with that $1 trillion mark. Um, again, I keep looking at it. Should I? Shouldn't I? I think we still got a ways to go yet. That would be if I had to put my... My 10 cents or two cents or whatever you want to put a bet on, that's that's what I'd bet on. I think we've still got a ways to go down yet, but we shall see. And it's kind of kind of reflected that kind of train of thoughts reflecting the Bitcoin dominance. Whenever we see the Bitcoin dominance um, take a boost up, means people are generally jumping out of the shitty coins to the safe haven, the safe haven in air quotes of Bitcoin. So the Bitcoin dominance up 1.6%, 49.1% this week. And that's pretty well reflected in the coins that we cover on this show. So Bitcoin's had a 0.6% boost, um, flattening with the 26K mark. Everything else except me good old Tron, everything else is down. Ethereum down 2.8%, Wax down 4.6%. Engines had a big drop down 14.6%, kind of touching with the 20 cent mark. Ripples back under 50 cents, down 5.6%. Solana, look at Solana down 11%, back to $17. If that gets back down in the $15 range, US range, I might have a little extra nibble there myself. EOS also down, starting to flirt with $0.50. Polygon down a big 10%, again, flirting with $0.50. Cardano pushing towards $0.20, down 5%. Tron's actually up 3.4%. Don't know what's going on there, but I like it. Uh, flows down 6.4%. Avalanche is down 8.1%. Sheep's had a little drop as well. And look at Gala, probably still a reflection of the news about the co-founders suing each other. That's down a whopping 15.1%, although whopping 15.1% is not it's not exactly whopping when it comes to crypto. They can bounce back pretty hard, although there's a lot of chatter out there that we're going to see that under one cent, which I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind that. I'll gobble some all up. Not a problem at all. Over to Upland, 98-day average trading stats still slip sliding away. The transaction volumes, millions of UPEX, is down another 4.3%. Trading volumes also down 5.5%. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, are we going to see the 90-day average trading volume down under 2,000? I'll have to have a look at the graph, but I don't remember it being that low ever before. Not sure. I'll check that one out. Unique active wallets for the seven days also down 5.4%. Was 54,810 last week, down to 52 neat this week. Total unminted properties. We had just over 3,000 properties minted through the week. That's pretty healthy. Probably I'd expect 
some of that might to do with the um, Tokyo challenge that's got going on, but the only properties that were left in Tokyo, they were, they were expensive ones, so maybe not. And percentage of properties minted is still sitting at 92%. Now, for the city data, I did run now. I always give a shout-out to UPX Land. I get all my data and all my stats from them. Um, there seemed to be something a bit quirky with the stats this week. I ripped all the stats from the overview, but then I was checking some of the cities like uh, Detroit and London. They're marked as red because there's um, locked or jailed properties on the floors there. And some of them were a bit janky. They weren't matching up. So take all of these numbers with a grain of salt. Um, the best buy, if you're buying for UPX to sell for USD, remains Detroit. Buy for 4595 flip for $3. Um, I sold a few of those. Uh, the worst bang for your buck at the moment is interesting. That's the Bronx because it's gone up 7.8% on the UPX price. So somebody's been gobbling up the floor there, now at 9490 but selling for $3.65. And then, of course, your next best options for buying for UPX and selling for USD is Buenos Aires, $6,500, selling for $4. And where's the other one? Sao Paulo, buy for $5,200, selling for $3. Of course, if you're on the flip side, if you're buying for USD and selling for UPX, um, your best bang for your buck is actually the Bronx because you're getting the best return there, or you could try your hand at London. A um, bit more expensive there, buy for $14.75, sell for $37,750, or Manhattan, of course. That's what a healthy spread that is. If you're buying for USD there, holy moly, buy for $25, sell for $62,000 UPX. That's kind of insane. Um, more than double your, double your buying power. Crazy, crazy stuff. What else is standing up? I actually, um, just for a bit of fun, I just copied and pasted all of this data and put it through ChatGPT and said, uh, can you put out a summary? And it was actually pretty interesting what it did. I'm going to play around with that a bit more. Um, I thought it would freak out with how bad the data copied and pasted over, but it was able to pass it all out and understand it all and put out some good information. I just kind of did it all a bit at the last minute. So I'm definitely going to have a play around with that myself. What's happening in the other cities? Bakersfield, look at the USD price, up 18.9%. Somebody's been gobbling up the floor there, was $3, was stuck on the $3 for quite a while, now up to $3.70. Berlin, on the other hand, getting smashed on the USD down 12%, was $8.42, now $7.49. What else is big double digits? Kansas, up. It's also had a boost. Somebody's gobbling up the floor there. It was $3.20 last week, now just under $4, up nearly 20%. Las Vegas up on the UPX, down on the USD. So somebody's probably making a move there to buy for the UPX and sell for the USD. That's usually what happens when you see those stats. Somebody's making moves in Oakland as well, up on both the UPX and the USD, double-digit moves there. Now $9,350 and $4.50. Interesting. Rutherford. Whoa. Yeah, somebody's been making some moves through the week, assuming that these stats are all correct, as I said. Um, Rutherford, up 16.7% on the UPX. Was 25000 flat last week, now 30000 UPX, and up 30% on the USD. Was just under $10, now just over $14. <laughs> wonder what's going on there. And I can't really see Tokyo again because stupid Zoom. What's happening in Tokyo? 7.5% boost on the UPX, flat at 20,000 and 2.6% jump on the USD, now $8.50. I'd assume, like I said, that's probably related to one of the things that's going on with Tokyo at the moment. So despite it being a bit, still a bit fuddy, doomy and gloomy, still looking rather healthy. I mentioned to Swally before we got kicked off that I had a bit of a, not a rant, but I just put a, my very biased opinion out there in the Portage Park server through the week that um, there's still a bit of FUD kicking around here and there with Upland, but it's it's important to note that, yeah, take a look at where we're at in the wider market. Like we're full on in an extended bear market period. And don't forget too that Upland is a Web3 company, however you want to call it, a tech company, that they're trying to survive through this bear market as well. So, you know, all things considered, 
I don't think we're doing too bad. What do you think, Swally? Did you want to jump in there? What do you reckon? Yeah, I was just, when you were reading out those numbers, to me, it just looks like it's reflecting the overall crypto market. I think we've hit the bottom and we're slowly now probably just going to very slowly grow over the next 12 months. And barring any black swan event, I don't think you're going to see too much downward action from here. I think it's just going to slowly improve and get stronger until it starts to really take off, which I think will be another probably 18 months away before it really booms. But I think we're just going to have steady growth. I don't think it's going to be a better time to get into Upland right now. There's a lot of bargains out there to buy if you're willing to put a few dollars in. Yeah, well, look at that that Manhattan deal. That's crazy. Like what you could do there. I would have... I would have done something. I don't know. Give me left arm or something to have that opportunity when I was starting out to more than double your money. Well, that's it. Mm. Yeah, definitely a lot better buyers now than when I first got in. That's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting that the fear and greed index is still very much in the fear. It was thirty five last week, down to thirty four. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. A lot of people say, "Well, Upland shouldn't have anything to do with the crypto market because you know UPX isn't a cryptocurrency." But it's you cannot deny that they are. They might not be directly linked, but they're emotionally linked, something like that, perhaps you could say. I think they are directly linked. It's all on the blockchain. Probably they're on the blockchain. It's all NFTs. It's 100% linked. People that say it's not, I think, are kidding themselves. So, But I think the same as any sort of market conditions, whether it be gaming or anything in the world, it all depends on the market at the moment. The markets across the world are down, so uplands down. So I don't think it's anything Upland's doing wrong. It's just the sediment at the minute. Yeah, it's but, it's all about having that. Um, what do you call it? That's not what's the word? Not spare money. What is it? Loose change, play money. However you yeah. want to say it. Yeah. So I know. Um, with everything else that's going on with finance and that, everybody's budgets tightened. Myself included, which I've I've got a bit to touch on a bit later in the show as well, related to that. So. All right, that brings us on to the Upland news. We, of course, are keeping a track of the neighbourhood collections developments. If I can remember where to push the button. This one. So, yes, we still have Monero well clear out in front. Uh, their score currently is 13.329. Midtown Terrace behind on 13.285, followed closely by Holliswood on 13.271. And Red Hook. So, what does that look like in an actual chart? Thanks to old mate Rock Drigo from Quailwood. Um, yes. So, we saw at the end of the month, once Hell's Kitchen secured theirs, then the Monero team, they definitely kicked off because there's a big jump in the stats there. Uh, Midtown Terrace, we're just, just cruising along at the moment. Same with Holliswood by the looks of it. And then, yeah, big drop down to Red Hook. So, I think. I think well and truly Monero's got that one in the bag unless we decided to give them a runny f- run for their money towards the end of the month. have to wait and see. What I think is interesting here is all through the stats, it's just been constantly dropping the rate. Like Playa del Rey, when they secured theirs, they were 13.47, something like that, and then it dropped down to Chelsea, 13.46, Howard Beach, 13.45, and then massive drop down to Century City. I wonder what that's about. Interesting. I don't know. Sir Ness, you're in. Caesar, you're in. You guys are always got your fingers on the pulse in Upland General. Any idea what's going on there? Why it's just over the months, it's just continually dropped the winning score. It's a strange one. What have we got? Let me check chat. No, no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to speculate with that one. It's interesting though. All right, that brings us on to some of the many different things that are going on in Upland now that you can get yourself involved with. So we do have currently a MetaVenture raid going on to celebrate 1,000 MetaVentures being opened in Upland. I just applied for two myself, an extra two. Um, I applied for a structure ornament one under the old system, and that apparently must have got lost in the, in the switch over to the new system, so I reapplied for that. And also replied for the the whatever leftover legits one. So wait and see. So yes, one thousand metaventures. That's pretty cool. Um, it's starting to look very crowded on the on the maps. All the orange dots everywhere. Um, how's it going to go when we got fifty thousand metaventures? We got fifty four thousand unique active wallets through the week. 
What about when we got a hundred thousand metaventures? It's going to look like bloody chicken pox. So yes, so how do you get involved in this? There's still a couple of days left. Ooh, ends Thursday, September the 14th. So for us in the down unders, we still got two days basically. So and this is this is interesting to see too. It's this one, the Tokyo one. You have to register for these to actually be a part of it. I think that's. I don't know, there's pros and cons to that. I've managed to get a few block explorers and a few different prizes here. I didn't even know I was entered into some of these different comps that they had. It was just a nice surprise. You go through and check your block explorer list. What do you know? I won something. Um, so it appears that they're moving away from that with this, so you specifically have to register. Might be because they have a leaderboard associated with it and uplands and leaderboards. Wow, hasn't that been a colourful history? So maybe that's part of them trying not to screw it up again. So, yes, how do you get involved? It's pretty easy for this one. Of course, you have to register and then you can send to any unique MetaVenture to earn yourself some points. And, of course, you can make a purchase from any MetaVenture. I had a couple of, couple of cheap sales come in in one of my uh, legit stores. I think it was a FIFA legit stores came through. So people are definitely getting involved. What can you win? Well, you can win some of the lost Chicago properties, which I don't know. I haven't checked those addresses out myself. I can't imagine what they'd be worth. Might be burners, might be good ones. I don't know. That's one of the things you can get yourself involved in, and I believe I've got to rack up next. No, not that one. Maybe I'll skip ahead. This one, Tokyo Map Asset Challenge. So these look pretty cool, these cats. It is interesting that when we were making, when we first got the, the rules for what used to be called outdoor decor, it was you couldn't have anything that looked living. Now, these are, of course, statues, but they look very, very kind of lifelike. So they're kind of pushing the boundaries themselves there for what we can get away with, what they can get away with. We did so similar with our the dragon fountain. Um Clearly, that's not a real dragon, but we still push the limits with what we could get away with at the time. But, the, yeah, these look pretty cool. Again, you have to register for these, and, again, there's only a couple of, couple of more days to get involved. Um, who's winning this one? Panama, Skip 720. Oh, I know Skip, Scientist. I know Scientist. Who else is in there? That's about it. A lot of new names. So this is a good one too. You can get involved. Um, it's a daily one, this one. So it's not just an overall thing. So what do you have to do? You send in Tokyo, spawn a stand treasure, mint property, and of course, the big one, complete a Tokyo collection. Now, I did see a few people weren't very happy with that. The announcement about how to, how to get involved with that was, of course, complete a collection. A whole bunch of people went immediately straight out after they registered and did that. But then I believed it, it it was done. Something happened where it was all put out there before before people before that time period actually started. So people had completed the collections in Tokyo and then it wasn't actually registered in the leaderboards. Um, ouch. I don't know if that's gonna work where you can just um, undo the collection and redo it. Maybe. That's has happened can, before. Yep. I can't confirm you can just do that. Oh, nice. Just change, change out your collection, different properties, and it will register as a new collection. Good. Yeah, so that saves a bit of bit of grief and drama then. That's good to see. It's all, always important to read the fine print on those as, as far as when things start and when things end so you don't get yourself mixed up because, yeah, if, if, you're, buying, if you're buying properties on the secondary market, you wouldn't be very happy. But, yeah, that's good to know. Thanks, Mike. So what else is happening? Um I just clicked over that. So we did get some news about the 2023 NFL PAs. I mean, it's a bit disappointing that this is all going to kick off after the season's already started again. They always seem to be the cart chasing the horse on this one or the horse chasing, chasing the cart, whichever way it goes. Um, they just can't seem to get it right. I don't know why. Probably lawyers or whatnot. Who knows? But, yes, I'll be – for the first time ever, I'll be buying up a few of these. Um, what are we going to get? There's three different types of bundles, mix essential bundles, team essential bundles, and variety pass bundles. It's interesting they're going with the passes again. That does seem to be a system that they're leaning more and more into. Still not sure what I think of that myself. 
mainly because I just have such horrible RNG luck with positioning in the buying those ones, as I ranted about last week. So similar to how it's worked in the past, you buy your pass and then you trade it in for whatever they're going to do, mementos and whatnot. Um, it was also interesting through the week, once um, the totem passes opened up to be able to change over, everyone's like, well, how the hell do we do it? <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, even veterans that have been around a while were like, um, how do we do this? And had to be reminded about three buttons at the bottom and go through and click it. So I don't know, communication can always be improved on. And that just about brings us to the end of that sort of stuff. And, of course, the big news for the week was all about totems. Um, I did manage to, I was saying to Swally before we got kicked off, I did manage to get a totem pass on the secondary market thanks to some stuff I had going on with DTEC. And I put it through the machine and it went beep, bop, beep, bop. And I think I got a pretty good one. I think I did all right in the end. Um, as I mentioned at the onset, uh, where are we? I'll skip here. No, where is he? Here. Oh, yeah, there's my one there. So my very crowded primary resonance size on these is pretty cool. If you compare, that's it there, the kind of statue one, and then I've got the fountain there. I think the size is, size is good. Um, some of the other outdoor decor map assets factories have been really stooged with the scaling of these items. So if you are somebody that's going to get involved in UGC, um, to you know, as a content creator, make sure before you get the before you check off on the final approval for your items to start manufacturing, make sure you check the sizes because yeah, they can be wildly inaccurate. Um, hopefully, that's all been fixed up as part of the new system they got going on. So yes, that's my totem there. But yeah, if if you're not sure what your stats are or how good the one is you've got, you can go on over to Sunny Minded Sunny Lab XYZ. And you can punch in your information there. I punched in my style, color, scale, and all that manually, but I believe you can just punch in the totem code and it brings it up. Then you press search, and then it tells you exactly what you got. So, yeah, I got a dragonfly totem, life form, 75%. So that's pretty reasonably common. But then I did pretty well in the style, 90% on the elegance. Color was pretty good. I managed to get a huge one, 10% there. Pentagon base for 32% for an overall rarity of... <gasps> Oh, mama, 69. What a shame it wasn't 68. That would have been cool. Anybody else? How do you go with totems? Anybody in chat? Did you get one? It was cool to see everybody sharing what they got on Twitter. Some of those um, futuristic-y ones, they look pretty cool. Big chunky beasts. So we're still waiting to see how that's all going to play out, of course. But... Um, maybe I'll throw it over, over to you, Swally. You were going on a bit of a rant at the onset there. Some people were not that impressed with what they got or, you know, they're not looking at the big picture of what's involved with the totems. Yeah, I think there's probably only a handful like everything else. There's always one or two that sort of spoil it, but there was a few people not happy because obviously they just got standard or base level sort of attributes to each of their, to their uh, totem and, you know, Bit upset they paid fifty five dollars for it, and you got to remember there's only fifty uh, five thousand five hundred of these things and thirty odd thousand players. So going forward, you know I think the demand's going to be higher than what there is for these. But I don't think you're buying these for a collection. You're buying these to farm STEM in the long term, similar to Spark was once upon a time. Now I could be totally wrong with this, but that's the way I'm looking at it. So if you don't have this totem, you can't farm that Spark, and that's all the the um totem. Sorry, the, what do you call it? Protum? Yep. All these names yep. are so similar. So, yeah, if you can't farm the Protum, then you're not going to get the stem in the long term, and I think that's where the real value of these are. So, I don't know, time will tell, but I think people are just losing. They just want to be able to flip it for two, three X straight away, and like, it's not how the world works, but maybe you're lucky enough to get a gold one, happy days. I mean, I'm just looking at mine now. I didn't see that calculator thing you had. I'd like to check that out a bit later, but yeah, I mean, cool. my, base, my base stats are purple was probably the best attribute that I got um, mm. but mine's a micro so I'm assuming you know I won't be able to see it on the map almost if it's <laughs> that small but you know like it's I'd love to end up with a gold one and see some other people posting Discord they got gold ones and good on them um, 
Yeah, that would have been nice, but at the end of the day, it's all about trying to farm that stem token, and that's my focus. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter which one you get, and I think that's what you got to focus on. Well, it's given you a it's given you a head start on the whole process. Like, I mean, what would players give now to be able to go back to the early days and do what they had to do to be airdropped the spark or whatever? Like the the massive advantage that gave the players that were around at the time it was huge. Like new players coming in now, you start off with nothing and you got to grind like a fiend. So, yeah, even having a base level totem is going to give you some. You know, some protum, which then, of course, can be converted one to one to to stem. So, yeah, it's depending. Yeah, depending on the effort you put in. Like, we don't know how it all works yet. So, hopefully, you know, the, the people out there are pretty smart and switch on will figure it out real quick and hopefully put out guides for everyone else. Yeah. Um, but depending on how much time and effort you're willing to put in, uh, myself being a treasure hunter, I'm usually on there for a few hours each day, spread out. So. I can see myself being this suiting me to some extent. I never got into Tamagotchi type gaming back in the day, but and I'll give this a go and and hopefully earn a reasonable amount of stem in the long term, and hopefully that's valuable. But if not, you know, I don't think it's a huge gamble. No, I don't so. think so. Either. I did. Um, I put out a tweet once I got mine. I'm like, well, my poor old dragonfly is destined to starve to death because I sure as shit aren't getting up all through the night to feed the bloody thing. So. But I don't, it's it's not going to work out exactly like that. You, you're still going to get some aspect. You're just not maximizing its potential. So, and of course, we don't know what the time frame is going to be. If it's going to be every eight hours or something, that's clearly doable. If it's every three hours, then I'm definitely going to miss a chunk of those. Yeah, but even three hours, I struggle with that. But yeah, six yeah. to eight, twelve hours. I, I don't think. Or if, worst case scenario, I think twenty-four hours. I think, I think you still be able to farm some. Maybe not as efficiently, but. I think 24 hours, you'll still be able to get something. And, and let's face it, we all jump on usually for at least a sign-on bonus every day. So yeah, it shouldn't be that much more work for most people. Oh, I just closed it down. Laban just asked me what the – um. oh, Caesar. Oh, Caesar dropped it in chat there, the address. <laughs> both, of his, both of his um, rarity oh, score was 68. <laughs> yeah, what a classic. So Too what's funny. that out of 100 or something, is it? Or? I would imagine so, yeah. I would imagine so. With and of course the um, what was it the the Genesis Llama one? Of I would imagine that's that's got to be the max. That that'd be the max oh, yeah. stats. So. Uh, max everything. So, um, let me I'll move on. I was going to look at my one since the link was there. Yeah, that's all right. I was just going to say, like when I had that bit of a rant on Twitter, it was funny. Um, friend of the show, and you, you remember awesome. Posted, he tweeted, he's like, let me introduce you to Awesome's Totem Daycare, where totems are fed, read to, and kept alive. And he's done a cool little image there of all the totems sitting <laughs> in preschool. Um, no, that was, I like it. That was a good chuckle. So, yes. I'm assuming yeah. the lower the rarity score, I'm assuming the lower the better. So I end up with a 74. So you can see I wasn't doing too crash up, but, you know, it is what it is. Oh, so it's the, it's flipped the other way. I'm guessing. I mean, like I said, my stats, I've got a dragonfly. Is that a dragonfly 75%? So mm. I've got a, the base is actually round. So that's 5%. That's pretty low, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone else can explain it to me how that works, but maybe it's better than I thought it was. Caesar said he's got a 71 and a 70 rarity. So yeah, good on you. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, and there's there's a kind of an article that we're going to touch on that was really interesting that's tied with the whole protom totem stem thing as well too. So stick around for that one because that was a really interesting take on it. Um, what else did we have to catch on? Oh, of course, there was as part of that too, as part of everything that's kicked off with that whole first chapter one as they're calling it now we have a whole bunch of wearables that you can also go in the running for now i'm not sure if this is yeah it doesn't look like it's going to be well it says we'll be giving away a total of 25 palm tree wearables and 25 dragon wearables it, i don't believe it mentions that they're going to do a sale so if you're talking about getting involved in something to you know be a bit of value there. Make sure you get on this. There is a link in the description. It's one of these Gleam pages. I hate doing Gleam pages, but, yeah, I, I got on over and did it. It was fairly simple. 
Although I, it was impossible to do on mobile because you got to sign into all these different things and passwords, and I wasn't going to reset all my passwords. So what did you have to do? You jump over to Gleam page, follow them on Twitter, put a tweet on Twitter, join the Discord, put in your Upland username, visit their Instagram, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, and you get um, seven entries. So, yeah, two days left to do that one too. So make sure you get on over and do that one. Do we need that link in chat? Have you got that one? I'll drop it in there just in case anyway. Oh, no, I can't while I'm screen sharing. Let me get out of that. There you go if you want to check that out. So, yes, there's lots going on. Um, even with everything else that's kicking off, we, we talked about bear markets and that, but Upland is full steam ahead. Like I said, they are a company that's trying to survive in the bear market as well, and I think they're going gangbusters. Doing very well. And what did we cover? We covered Sunny Minded's things. We covered the wearables. Oh, yes, the Twitter hype. Did you happen to see a list kicking off? I'm, I'm assuming it got spread over to Upland General with the whole um, confidential, that whole thing to kick off. I'll bring it up just in case you didn't see it. So I woke up this morning. Twitter's blowing up. Dirk, was, Dirk had tweeted incoming Upland me. Idan, Zuck, Idan, he's also put it out there. Danny Brown Wolf put it out there. X1's put it out there. They're all sharing it. Um, some kind of confidential report. September 2023 landed on the desk. Bit of fun, created a bit of hype. Um, I think it was might have been Cernes. I was on before I went to work this morning. We were all having a bit of fun, speculating what it could possibly be. What do you think? Any ideas? I said I hope it's some... Layer one functionality, a bit of layer one utility. Who knows? New partnerships? Don't know. Species.io? Don't know. Um, there is some news coming up with Animoca. Could be that. Um, maybe they're going to do something with Gala to help turn around that whole thing. Um, don't know. Swally, no idea. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in one of the... Might have been the weekend's video that X1 put out. He said there was some massive news coming on in September. So wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah. If I had my crystal ball, I would probably take a stab at it's probably some other new cool partnership. Um, that's awesome and all, but it's just more stuff that we're going to have to FOMO into and buy. Um, I would love to see something on the roadmap get ticked off, the old roadmap. Rental system, spark utility, building utility. Probably wishful thinking there, but we shall wait and see. And, of course, all of that stuff brings us on. What I pegged for the main sort of topic for the show is you can never have enough UPX. How do you save? How do you conserve? Uh, we covered in the market stats that now if... If you're somebody who wanted to grind your UPX balance, there's such a good opportunity there to, you know, if you're buying for USD is an option for you, that that's a massive opportunity. Buy for USD and flip for UPX. That's pretty cool. Um, I tend not to go down that path myself because we just get smashed with extra fees trying to do currency conversions and whatnot. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I have got my upland dividends to the point where I can just kind of kick back and, if I'm patient, I'll just earn plenty of UPEX. Um, of course, running several med ventures as well, that helps. All right. What about you guys? Is there anything special particular you do? Obviously, Swally's all over the treasure hunting. He's making bags and bags doing that. That's not all. There's other opportunities out there. Right, pegging my notes. There's treasure, treasure grinding, of course, dividend boosting, Dividend boosting is very much a pay-to-win situation, though. There's property flipping, as we mentioned, MetaVentures. Ah, here's an interesting one. I always forget this one. Products and services. We have had a number of people at various stages of the community come up with different ideas, whether it be marketing, um, branding, um, even like we've got with some of the data tools and that. that if you're somebody who's good at the clickety-clackings, might be something you could get yourself interested in or involved in. Um, I find that 
getting Apex is the easy part for me. Holding on to it is the hard part. So I tend to set myself some goals. Like at the moment, I'm trying to get back over 2 million Apex saved, and then that'll be my zero. Once I'm over 2 million, then um, I can start getting back into buying for UPX and flipping for USD because um, with this last set of sales, I kind of oh, – well, it was Tokyo, actually. I went way over my budget in Tokyo that I had, so I'm still trying to rebuild from that. Um, other things that I've used in the past is a deliberate escrow system. So within the UDU, we had a kind of little area in Chicago where if um, one of us would put an offer on a property in there that one of the other members held, we knew that that was don't touch that one. I'm just kind of hiding it away from myself so I don't spend it. Um, that puts a lot of um, stress and risk on the person that's involved because you always got that message in there saying, do you want to accept this offer? But yeah, so as I said, there's always plenty of things to spend your UPEX on. So try not to FOMO into everything because I think whatever this news is that's coming in September, it's going to be ma 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 massive. And massive news things, generally pretty expensive. And we have seen the prices of things take a bit of a boost too, as Swally mentioned, like people getting their nose out of joint a bit with the $55,000, $55 price tag on the totems, totem passes. So it'd be interesting to see. And we know there's more stock cars coming. We know there's more. There's another whole bunch of chapters with the totems to come as well. So that's not even considering Tokyo City expansion. We, We would expect to see sometime soon. And I wouldn't be surprised to see what are we, September, October, November, December, I would expect to see at least one more full city release, probably one full one plus an expansion. Of course, Halloween, there's going to be plenty of stuff to do for Halloween and then we've got got Christmas and everything straight after that too. So, yeah, there's miles and miles and miles of stuff to spend your UPX on. So if you can, squirrel some away for a rainy day. Right, let's move on to some wider Web3 news. Now, this one was a classic. Just after we got done ranting last week, I was saying how Upland never gets any mainstream attention. It was literally hours later that um, Dirk posted, we tweeted a thing saying, oh, look, Upland's getting some shine. I touched on this a little bit on the clip that I put out. But, yeah, so we got here, cryptodaily.co.uk, um, Upland has been named, at least in this article, as the number one metaverse to watch out for in 2023. Um, interesting that they say to watch out for in 2023 when 2023 is very much at the back end and almost over. It would have been cool if that had been 2024, but still good to see. For once, Upland is ranked ahead of Decentraland and the Sandbox. Some of these, maybe somebody in chat can help me here. I... I act, when I did the clip for this, when I patched into the clip, I went on a bit of rant about these numbers, but I ended up taking it out because I think I confused myself. Does this make sense to anybody here? Upland has been able to garner more than 3 million users and nearly 300,000 unique landowners. What does that mean? 3 million users, but only 300,000 unique landowners. So does that mean there's... 2,700,000 users that don't own a property? Or am I just total brain fade? Anybody help me? Ryan says, good catch. I, don't, I was hoping somebody was going to say, no, no, that's what they mean is this. Because I looked at that five different ways and I couldn't work it out. I'm oh, sorry, I had myself on mute. No, I, I'm reading that and I'm. That's totally blowing my mind. Like three million users. I wish we had three million users. Um, that makes yeah. no sense whatsoever, does it? Yeah, LeBan said in chat, two point seven million accounts created, three hundred thousand active ones. But it says unique landowners. So uh, maybe there even th- is there even three million lands in Upland yet? I wouldn't. Have I think so. that's. I think that's what the the issue is. Probably what they mean is more than 3 million properties sold or 3 million NFTs sold 
and 300,000 unique landowners. Unique wallets. Yeah. Yeah. That would make more sense to me. Unique wallets, not unique players, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I said, I kind of went cross-eyed trying to work that out. And it says here in this article too, lastly, Upland's NFT to USD program has allowed players to cash out over 1.8 million US dollars. That was... That was several months ago. That was all published. So I think we'd be well, well and truly over that now. So, yeah, but it's good to see. Hopefully that's just the very start of what's to come. But, yeah, the timing on that was just freaking hilarious. All right. Now I can X out of that one. And that brings us over to this one. Um, Dirk did also tweet something related to this, and he mentioned that this is how – this goes into how Upland is using AI. So if, if you're not on the Twitter, you should be because um, there's always, even if you just follow the, the regulars over there, there's always plenty of juicy stuff that gets shared on Twitter that they don't normally share within the Discord, which is a shame because way back in the day, um, Dan used to be all over the Discord posting, but it does seem now that they pretty much stick to the Twitters. So this article says the intersection of future-ready technologies, how AI is used within Web3 is increasing. I'm not going to go through all of this, just going to touch on the Upland stuff. If I can find it again, where is it? Uh, Where did I see it? Ah, here. Another area where AI's transformative potential is fast becoming apparent is in relation to Web3 games. For example, Upland, ding, 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 a virtual property trading metaverse built atop of the ES blockchain has harnessed the power of AI as part of its latest offering called Totem, which in its most basic sense is a collection of map assets embodied by unique life forms. goes on to say, according to Upland's dev team, every aspect of Totem from the very inception of life form concepts to the creation of the intricate 3D models has been guided by AI algorithms. That's cool. The use of the technology has allowed the project to achieve unprecedented efficiency, not only when it comes to generating life form models, but also in shaping the creative narratives that accompany them, i.e. intricate in-game storylines and narratives. That is pretty cool. So I remember back in the day on the, the Wine and Cheese show, we covered how I believe it was Dirk, was that, and they were kind of poo-pooing the idea of AI, but we assumed that they must have been either didn't understand the question or were taken out of context or something because we were kind of speculating that it would be very strange if they weren't all over it because AI and blockchain and Web3 and metaverses, it's just all, it's all, you know, different shades of the same color. They're all perfectly suited to each other. So that's cool to see that they are using it. Um, I do know that using AI for creating assets and narratives, that's been heavily utilised by some of the Layer 2 projects like Uplandia. Um, I know Uplando and a bunch of the projects that are, you know, creating stories and that for that, a lot of that's all pushed through AI systems. And um, if you want to get a good overview of some of the, immense AI tools that are out there. I did do an interview through the week that was published with um, Joe Lives, and he's all over AI. I think he said he's tested something like between four and 500 different AI platforms. Crazy, crazy stuff. So, yeah, that was cool, that one. And then some other big massive news that come through was, of course, what's happening with Oniforce. I say Oniforce, so I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but that's how I say it. Oniforce and Upland. Have you registered for this? You only need, I believe, 0.001% ETH in your wallet and you can register for this. Um, I'm not sure the exact details, but they're doing some kind of pre-mint thing. The mint price is free. There's 12,000 NFTs in total. It's going to be 600 spots. All you have to do for this one is link your link, as I said, link an Ethereum wallet that has, where did it say? I think it's might have gone now that I've registered for it, but I believe it was 0.01 or it might have been point, yeah, 0.01 or 0.001. So it wasn't a lot. So don't sleep on this one. Um, registration closes October the 5th. So yeah, you still got plenty of time. Mint date, October the 7th, 8th. What an interesting time, mint time, 8.19 p.m. UTC. I'll have to use my own time zone calculator to work out when that 
was. Anybody in chat registered for this? I saw this is another thing that I saw kicking off on Twitter. Everybody was tweeting about it. So, yeah, very, very valuable, the old Twitter. And that's that's going to be very interesting to see how that whole project evolves as well because that that's another project where they've got a very limited supply of the baseline NFTs. And we do know that Oniforce is going to have its own neighborhood in Tokyo somewhere, and that's all going to be part of the whole system as well. So heaps of news. Uh, paste the link. Sure, I can do that for you, mate. Let me do that now. There you go. Of course, all the links that we show in in the show will be in the description as well. So make sure you get some quickly clacking. Pretty easy to do that one. And just as we're kind of starting to wind down, other news that I just saw as I was getting ready for the show, perhaps this might be something to do. Who knows? Speculating about what uploading's got going on in September. The headline here is Animaker Brand secures 20 million funding to drive ambitious Mochaverse metaverse project. NFTs making a comeback, question mark. Animoka is a significant investor with Upland. There's a lot of crossover toy in there. We do know Animoka has its fingers in many, many, many pies. So it's interesting to see. Let's see what it actually says here. I haven't read this one myself. Um, according to the press release, the funding round was led by blockchain, blah, 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 name dropping. Yatsu, the executive chairman and co-founder of Animoka Brands, participated in the round as well. Speaking of the project, old mate, the co-founder of CMCC Global said that, in quotes, Mochaverse will unify the unique portfolio of companies within the Animoka brand's umbrella. Ho, ho, ho. Upland is one of those brands and will become a portal for hundreds of millions of new users to access Web3 and Metaverse ecosystems. That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty good to me, I think. Might have even been Sonesh. Somebody, when I was having that chat this morning, when we were speculating about what that whole confidential thing was, um, I believe the line was, I don't really care what it is. Let's just hope it brings in a whole bunch of fresh people. Um, something like this would definitely do it. Let's go through that again. Mochaverse will unify the unique portfolio of companies within the Animaker brand's umbrella. Yeah, as far as I'm aware... Whether, whether Upland figures directly under that umbrella or Animoker is just like a kind of almost an angel investor, I'm not a thousand percent sure of, but I like the idea of a portal for hundreds of millions of new users to access Web3 and Metaverse. And it doesn't say ecosystem, it does say ecosystems. So I don't know. That's probably gets me, something like that gets me more excited than everything else. If you're talking about how are we going to pull ourselves out of this bear market or whatever? Something like that would definitely go a long way towards helping. Goes on to say, as part of the raise, Animaker Brands issued simple agreements for future equities at uh, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Non-transferable NFT collection. Da, 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 da. Doesn't look like there's any more juice there. Uh, what else to say? Animeco Brands envisions Mochaverse as the identity and point system for Web3 gaming culture entertainment. As I said, Animeco Brands, is, they've got their fingers in so many different Web3 game pies, NFT projects, you name it. They're all over the place. Um, Mocha, Mocha, Mocha. Maybe I'll have to follow up on that myself too. Mochaverse sounds interesting. It's probably one of those things that you should be keeping your finger on the pulse with on Twitter as well. Now, speaking of NFTs, this next article, this touches onto something that I've been speculating that's going to be the real kind of mainstream adoption, one of the mainstream adoption portals of NFTs. Um, it says here, Italian luxury brand Paneri, pa Panere, I don't know how to say that, to include NFT-based digital passport with all watches. This is cool. So just from the onset, I would assume something like this is talking about provenance. Like if you're spending bazillions of dollars on a watch and, you know, there's so many issues with forgery of luxury brands, this would um, negate pretty much a whole big chunk of that. So it says, yeah, this um, company has revealed plans to include an NFT-based digital passport with every watch sold after October 3rd. 
The digital passport will serve as a record containing detailed information about each timepiece, establishing its digital identity and providing proof of authenticity, authenticity at the time of purchase. Yeah. To implement this blockchain-powered digital passport, the company has partnered with RNI, a Web3 solutions provider. I wonder what blockchain they're going to be on. The luxury brand will showcase the initiative at the upcoming Watches and Wonders Fair in Shanghai. Let's see if it says what blockchain. The transferable nature of the passport allows it to be passed on to subsequent owners, documenting the watch's technical specifications and its journey through its lifespan. We see this now. You can go to upexland.me. You can click on every property and you click the transaction button. All of the history of that property is recorded there. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, go and check out um, one of my Wall Street properties. Click on the click, <laughs> click on the history of that. Back in the old... Um, Collection swapping days, didn't they get passed around? Holy mama. So Panera's NFT passport extends international limited warranty. That's cool. That's a good tie-in as well. Warranties, you know exactly when it was bought. There's no um, fudgery there. That's basically your digital receipt. Um, doesn't say what blockchain in quotes, it says, we firmly believe that the digital identities are poised to transform possession of valuable assets, enabling our clients to trace the life cycle of their watches, prove authenticity and benefit from bespoke services tailored to each timepiece. Yep, absolutely. Oh, and this is something we speculated on for a long time as well. So watch owners can claim their digital passports either at the time of purchase from the boutiques or by scanning a QR code on the warranty card. Yep. Now... One of the things that's going to be interesting is QR code scanning. Somebody, Somebody's just going to get in the warehouse and scan all those and claim all those NFTs. There's got to be some security aspects there. And, yeah, as I said at the, at the onset, a lot of the reason for this is to fight counterfeiting, blah, 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 blah. Interesting that it doesn't say what blockchain it's on. Maybe it's to do with that, um, what was it, an Ariani. Never heard of that. A Web3 solutions provider. Maybe it's to do with that. Wait and see. Um, Swally said, mint time, I think, is 6.19 p.m. for us in EST. Oh, that's good. That's perfect time. Awesome. Not too bloody a.m. for once. That'd make a nice change. Yippee doodah. All right. Now, I cancelled the bloody... The meat suit of us news for Australia and New Zealand this week because it was just all horrendous, all bad news. But I did keep the Japanese news because there is something, believe it or not, that kind of relates to us in the old uplands. So I have had, a, whoa, gosh, one of the craziest stories I ever had from my many years living in Japan is a Halloween dress-up night event. Um I didn't tell some people that full story for years afterwards and I wouldn't share some of that story publicly for a while. Madness in Japan at Halloween, absolute madness. And perhaps this is part of the reason why the Shibuya mayor has come out and said, don't bother coming to Shibuya for Halloween. We ain't going to do nothing. What a classic. So the mayor of Tokyo should be award on Tuesday implored people to stay away from the popular district on Halloween, citing safety concerns for the night that usually attracts large crowds of partygoers every year. Ken Hasebe said that it would not be surprising if an accident like the one that happened probably happened last year. Yeah, um, you wouldn't think it, but yeah, Halloween in Japan is massive in the you know the main city areas. Um, obviously, if you're out in the boonies, nobody's doing it out there. Tokyo, Osaka, Nagoya, um, the Halloween parties that I went to were bloody epic. So that's very interesting. I don't think he's got much chance. I don't think he has any chance at all, to be honest. All right, and that's pretty much going to do us for this week, unless anybody else has something they want to rant and rave about. Got a few new faces in. No. All right, let's give away. Oh, hang on. No, I gotta do the bloody I gotta do the bloody um prize, don't I? Oh, I haven't even done quips or nothing. Jeez. I'm trying to get out of here early. But I gotta give away some my hard in Apex that I'm trying to hold on to. So 
If you don't know what CRIT stands for, they're questions, insights, provocations, and statements. Basically, there's a link to a Google form in the description. You can just drop a note in there. Um, it kind of helps us, gives us something to chat about. Uh, if your submission is used in the show and you add your in-game name to your submission, you'll win yourself a prize. And there's not many left in there. I think there's only one left and then I'll be scrambling for some. So if you did want to get one in there, pretty easy way to earn yourself a prize. This week, Trendy Prop asks, is Upland's limited fame and media attention also due to the fact that it still operates in a very limited version of a 3D world and that its architecture and design in the Upland metaverse appear quite rudimentary compared to other projects? Good question. And that kind of follows on from what... um, what Lily was speaking about last week when we were talking about this exact topic. So, yes, if you have a look at some of the other metaverse projects out there, they seem to be very heavily 3D immersive focused where, you know, Upland for the even today very much is a 2D focused thing. The 3D elements that we do have, I mean, technically you can double finger the map up or what do you do shift and arrow keys that kind of puts it into a janky 3d system but then what are you looking at not a lot although it's looking a lot better these days we do have different areas like we talked at the, the onset you know midtown terrace monero there's a whole bunch of places going up plenty of buildings around plenty of outdoor decor map assets around so it's starting to look better but it's also starting to look very same same it's kind of weird to see all of the same buildings that are all over San Francisco and Manhattan now suddenly appearing all over Tokyo, all over London. So hopefully they get a hold of the user-generated content there. I don't know, anybody else in chat, are you are you involved in any of the other 3D metaverses? I'm not, although I can see I can definitely see the appeal. I think it speaks to what Lily was saying as far as like um, having an attachment to your 3D avatars or your characters that you use. So it's a very good question. We do know that Upland is trying to head that way, but it, it's, it appears to be all pushed off to layer two. Although, well, technically racing still layer two. All of the very cool stuff that's come out of racing has all been done in layer two. So, I don't know. He goes on to, Trendy Pop goes on to say, I believe architecture design on layer one also plays an important role. Yeah, that's what I kind of just mentioned as well. While there are some promising aspects such as spaces, cafes, the stock cars with its advertising motives that look realistic and the totems as another step forward. Um, Now, he did put a a link to a couple of videos in there that showed some of the other metaverse projects that are out there. What's There's one, a H1. Some of the fudders that bailed out of Upland dived in it. I always blank on the name. I was going to say hype, but it's some H metaverse. That looks pretty cool. Um, Yeah. And then he goes on to ask, should Upland invest more in the development of a three-dimensional metaverse with advanced architecture in the future to compete with such developments? I think they should as layer one, but as I said, it seems like they're palming it more and more off to the layer two. Who knows, portals opening up to different things. We do know that they're looking at cross-compatibility with, you know, species.io. Hopefully, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, if there is a portal between the Upland metaverse and some other metaverse and you've got assets in one, you can very easily transfer them backwards and forth. Perhaps that's the next big leap that's going to help mix things up in Upland. Have to wait and see. And he goes on to say this could certainly help increase the platform's visibility and attractiveness. Yeah, for sure. Um, as I think I talked about when I was chatting with Swali, there's um, a lot of people who come from the the crypto space or even now that come from the Web3 kind of immersive space and they come over to Upland, they don't really get it unless you kind of really buy into the whole no, monopoly on the blockchain thing does take a while for it to kind of sink into your bones and get you activated. But of course that's changing with the amount of different stuff that's going on. So perhaps it's just one of those things where we just have to be patient and wait. Cheers for that trendy prop. You've grabbed yourself 5,000 upics. And yeah, I completely glossed over this. So 
Don't have any major Midtown Terrace news this week. I do have some general UDU MVE news in that um, I happened to catch that the registration for the two websites we had running were just about up for renewal and that was going to cost me, I was pushing almost 500 bucks. So I have shut down both of those websites. So the UDU website and the MVE website are currently down. Um, all of that data is being transferred over to a singular standalone MBA website. So instead of having multiple websites, it's just going to be all in one. So probably take me another couple of weeks to get that all all up and running and sorted. So apologies if you've been clicking on some of the links. It's all They're all dead at the moment, but I had to X that out before my credit card got hammered. So that's all that's happening there. In other MBE news, yeah, I've, I mentioned this a couple of times as we've been going. If you didn't see it yet, I have started a new long-form interview show called The Metaverse and Beyond. Um, two interviews have been published to date. The first was with Swaley129 featuring his epic spark treasure hunt grinding, and the second was with Joe Lives, co-author of the very soon-to-be-released book, Our Upland. Um, that one just so happens to have details about how you can get involved in a massive 1 million upex and 1,000 wax book cover prize they are offering. So don't sleep on that one. Um, if you're wondering how to get more Apex, well, there's a very good chance right there. A thousand, not a thousand, a million Apex big ones. That's pretty good. And if you want to get yourself involved in that show, if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product service or event to promote, or if you just want to get on and have a chat, if you're all into the Web3 and you like to have a gas bag, opportunities are always available for engagement. In this this podcast, of course, and of course that new one, all you got to do is send me a DM on Discord or drop a comment in the YouTube's to discuss and secure your spots. Um, I think I mentioned last week that it's not going to be a regular thing, like a once a week thing. It's just going to be whenever someone wants to have a chat. I'll just put it out there. So, as I said, two two got published this week. Who knows? Might not do another one for another month. Have to wait and see. So that was 5,000 Apex for Trendy Pop. We got another 5,000 Apex to give away, and that was the last week's challenge, which was to get yourself into the MBA server and let us know how you went with the stock car and totem pass sales or, if, or if applicable, why you skipped them. Now, we did have a fairly good turnout for this one. So we got Zoe Swally, Laban, Caesar Pugs, Cassastra, Angry OCR, Joe Lives, Kevin Loder, Maui, and Kind of 520. Let's see who's going to win. Oh, Cass might have it. Cassastra, long-term supporter of our shows. Congratulations, Cass. 5,000 Upex on the way for you. Now, let me see if I can find what exactly did Cass share. Now, I'll just show you too. If you don't know what the NBA server is, well, look at that. You get another sneaky piggy here. So NBA server, where is the contest channel? Sometimes I can't even find it. Spam logs. Nope, that's not it. Where is it? There it is. Contest channel with the trophy icon. Let's see if we can find Cass. What did Cass have to say? Da, 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 da. There she is. I was too late in the queue to grab a totem with Apex. I'll just wait for the next chapter. My USD went to a block explorer instead. Huh. Interesting. Must have been a good one. Oh, and no stock car purchase either because I was scooping up Manhattan deals. Smart. Yes, there's always opportunities out there. Swally mentioned that. We touched on that. So congratulations and thank you to you, Cass. Now just let me go on mute for a second. Sorry, had a big goober. Too much information. So that's last week's challenge. So this week's challenge, of course, get yourself into the contest channel in the NBA server. No excuses now. You've just seen how to do it. Let us know what your tips and tricks are for saving and or conserving your UPEX balance. Tips and tricks. How do you go about saving or conserving your UPEX balance? Prize again, 5,000 UPEX, clear after fees. Now, I was going to say, now that's it, but no, we got even more to give away, another 5,000 upics. Now, as we start getting closer to closer to Christmas, um, that's something I need to say for too. I mentioned this with Joe. I am committed to giving away a 1 million grand prize for whatever Christmas show we do, so I've got to save up for that as well. So, as I said, 
Got to save, save, save. Now, who do we have in tonight? Oh, I might as well just bring this up. So this this prize this is another 5,000 Upex. Um, I'm going to mix things up a little bit here tonight. Laban. Laban, Swali. So these are the people who are in the chat while, while we're going. Tony Sam. Tony Soon. Tony Sam. And Sir Ness. I don't think I missed anybody. Nobody else jumped. Oh, Caesar. Sorry, Caesar. I'm just going to put that in like that because I'm not going to try and do that on the fly. Caesar. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to put me in here too, Ben. I'm going to put me in here every second one. If it lands on Ben, then I'm going to take the Bens out and roll it again. And then whoever it pulls up, they're going to get double the prize. So they get 10,000, not 5,000. So just to be clear, if it, if it say, if it lands on Swally, he gets 5,000. If it lands on Ben, it goes to 10,000. I take the Bens out and we roll it again. So let's see how we go. Do, 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 do. What do you know? That's off to a pretty good start. So, so we've jackpotted from 5,000 UPX. We're going to 10,000. Oh, wrong one. Let's see who's going to win. And yeah, I used to do just send the 10,000 through, but now I'm doing 10,000 after fees. Good luck, everybody. Looks like the band's got it. Good job. Long-term spotter. Thank you very much, LeBan. 10K on the way for you as well. So let me write that down before I forget. Cass, 5K, LeBan, 10K, Trendy, 5,000. There we go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Especially thanks to Swally for jumping in tonight and having a say as well. Yeah, this is... We are trying to start a new kind of community here from pretty much scratch. So, yeah, if you are somebody that can get involved and can save me from rambling on to myself too much, it would be greatly appreciated. Any input's welcome. Um, open different ideas for different segments, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to cover. Pretty much an open book. Play it by ear. That brings us to the end of the show and a reminder that if you are in a time zone that fits in with the Wednesday night recording schedule of starting at 7.30 p.m. AEST, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and you'd like to get involved, I dropped the link to the weekly Zoom in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show goes live, recorded live. And that's it. Good luck, everybody, in the various different sales and exchanges and whatnot that's going on. And we shall catch up with you later. This entertainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor MetaVenture. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor.